Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the local music scene with Kara Jean. Um, today I am all by myself. Um, so I ended up recording yesterday with King Dow. He was going to be on this episode, and for some reason, it didn't record. Um, so, um. Though it was recording the whole time, I don't know what really happened. But we had a technical glitch, so he's going to be um, having to come back and record at a later date. Um, so this week is just me. Um, I apologize for it being a little late because, you know, everything just happens for a reason, I guess. <laughs> but... Um, you know, really, I think uh, I'll just kind of talk about uh, the local music scene and kind of my uh, thoughts on all of how I got to be doing all of this. Um, I did tell a little bit of a story in the first episode, but, um, you know, just to kind of give a little bit about me, um, I live here in Seattle, Washington. Um, I'm the oldest of three and um, I have no kids. I'm not married. I am a turtle mom. I have a turtle named Squeakers. She's an uh, aquatic turtle. Um, I do live in downtown Seattle. And uh, yeah, I have been playing music for much of my life. And since I was nine years old, um, I was a dancer for a little while. And then um, I started getting into instruments and uh, settled on the drums for much of my teens and into my 20s um, and then started songwriting around uh, 19 when I went to a music school which offered a lot of opportunity for me because I was able to open for Brandy Carlisle and um, learn the ins and outs of songwriting and music and being a better musician all the way around um, so that program really was cool for me um, when I was 18, I adopted a little girl. She was four months old, and I took care of her um, for most of her life until her uh, family kind of turned around and was able to get her back. Um, so uh, that was really just something that I was able to um, be able to have a gift is to be a mom for a little while. Um, but it did set me back in my goals for like music and what I wanted to do for my future because nothing really happened until I was like 21, um, 22. And so I moved to California thinking, you know, like everybody else does, dreams are going to come true. And um, they didn't. <laughs> so I moved back to Washington. Um, turns out it's too hot there for me and too expensive to live. So came back. Um, where honestly it's expensive to live here too. So, um, you know, there's that. <laughs> um, but, um, I ended up kind of putting music off until about 26. Um, and then I started trying to write again and, um, something major happened in my life, uh, when I was 29. And so I ended up really starting to write then, um, 
uh, write songs then. And then um, because of that same experience, I was just kind of locked in listening to music rather than um, like going, like making it myself. I was going to a lot of shows though. And um, just really every night, like seeing some of the local artists. And back then it was like Moneta and this Providence and um, who this Providence went on to sign for this with the same label as Fall Out Boy. Um, and then um, who else did we go see? Ellen Says No um, and a few other like uh, other artists. I did see Brandy Carlisle uh, before she became huge in 2004. Um, going back to when I opened for her in 2001. Um, you know, I was seeing her shows for years before she got big. Um, so it was kind of cool to see her break out and get big because she's phenomenal and just an amazing artist. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that continued. That's when I started going to shows was 2001, and it got me into that love of it. Um, and then, you know, when everything went down and... When I, in 2010, I was like, oh, I still, you know, want to go to shows. So that's what I ended up doing. I just ended up soothing my soul with going to shows. Um, uh, and then I ended up having to, like, stop doing that because I had to work a lot and had two jobs. Um, and then last year in 2019, um, you know, I was kind of contemplating whether I wanted to do this project and back then in 2008 I, I wanted to 2009 2010 I wanted to but I just didn't have enough courage back then so um last year I, I met this really amazing artist and he kind of just changed my life and gave me this like fire for music again and um you know I've I've already been kind of working on myself and trying to get myself back to a place where you know I was uh in love with music again to be able to make it and record it and and play it and stuff and so he just kind of gave me that again and I I started um hanging out around uh people um that were doing music so one of my best friends Barrett Nelson he's a drummer in two different bands uh for Dakota Porman and Katie Wade and um, so I started going to shows again because I wanted to support him. And, um, so I just got, fell, you know, for the last four years, I've been going to the, those shows. Um, and some trickled in between then, uh, too, you know, for bands that they know and stuff. Um, but, um, for the most part, it was just those two. And, really it just made me love it all over again and, and seeing shows and just going out again and so um yeah then uh this artist opened for Dakota and uh last year and I got to hang out with them and get to know him a little bit and um it was then that 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 want to want to do this project again um came out um for local music scene and and so um, I consulted with a couple of other of my musician friends. One was Casey Ryan and, um, you know, with Barrett and a couple of other of my, my closer friends, too. 
um, but mostly my musician friends. So I wanted to see what they thought about it and if it was something even worth tackling. And turns out, you know, everybody was like, yeah, you should do it. So on uh, the weekend of August of Labor Day, uh, the last weekend of August or beginning of September, uh, that Labor Day weekend, I went to Coeur d'Alene and um, that's where I'm from. And I met up with Casey Ryan and he was the very first interview I ever did um, for the local music scene. And um, it became like really evident how much I really loved doing it. And I started uh, just kind of putting my name out there and throwing out that I'll, you know, I spent hours I mean, hours and hours researching bands and contacting people and all that kind of stuff, driving all over the state to to do the interviews. And by January, you know, I had had probably 60 under my belt at that point um, of all different people. And what really started to happen was I started to get my name out. People started to see me at more shows. I was going to all these bands shows in the area probably 20 or 30 a month um and you know the what everybody had really told me growing up and and also going to all those shows was that it was an obsession um and that they didn't understand and people thought I was just a partier and um that it was just you know me spending all my money going to all these shows and um just wanting to party and really that's not what it was at all um, I'm not a party person. I mean, I like to have fun, but I'm not, you know, a partier as they kind of portrayed me to be. And um, lucky enough for me, you know, with all these bands, you know, everybody was really generous and 95, 98% of the time letting me in the show for free. Um, and I'd get like one drink and that's it. And sometimes I would get some food. But, you know, for me, it was just more about being able to enjoy the music live like live there's nothing like live music for me I love concerts I love going to these shows live I love just being in that moment with the artists and um, I really love getting to know all of the artists like it is a true thing for me and a lot of people are like how do you how do you like everybody and I'm like I don't know it just I enjoy being able to share everybody's music. I enjoy being able to um, get to know the artists and, you know, have so many friends in this industry and in this community because that's really what it is. You know, I wanted to create a family of all of us. I wanted to create an industry, like a an industry, no. Uh, I wanted to create a community um, and... Uh, you know, have it be something that, you know, everybody can come and do and see and um, be a part of and network with each other and, you know, collaborate with each other and just have an opportunity to have a safe place to go. Um, And that was what was really important to me. Um, You know, I wanted musicians to feel like they had a safe place to go. And um, someone who understood and someone who cared and that's all that really mattered in the whole thing and I really felt like it was really needed because you know local music has always been something that people um, you know don't really revere as something important and it's something that we taught me and Casey talked about in the first episode of this podcast um, 
and you know it's it's not easy being a independent artist and you know being your own producer and being your own um person trying to do all the marketing and everything you know some people have management companies and um you know some people have other things that they're that are able to help them um with local music scene i was doing it all by myself all of the media all of everything up until about two months ago um, and then I hired an intern uh, to help me out because it was just getting too much um, I started out uh, doing it um, going to everybody's houses and then in November uh, I able I was able to hook up with the half a million dollar studio called Decade Sound Studios um, here in Tacoma Washington and they allowed me to work out of their uh, studio until uh, January um, and then COVID hit and they closed um, so um, I wasn't able to to do it there anymore after that but which is okay because COVID hit and I started doing it online and that was where um, you know I really learned how to really connect with people beyond Seattle um, beyond uh, just my you know, close-knit cities, um, or just Washington, um, and it just opened the doors for so many other people and so many other amazing artists, and um, as of next month, I'll have gone international. I have a Canadian and a, um Australian uh, artist that are coming on, and um, I'm just really excited for where LMS is going. Um, you know, a lot of people think I'm making money off of it. I'm not, um, it's just something I'm doing in my spare time that I love and I wish I could figure out a way to make it work, uh, and make money from it. But, um, I'm still in the process of figuring that out. Um, uh, I have a lot of people that are giving me ideas and helping me. So hopefully in the next year we'll figure that out. Um, and I can do it full time. Um, but, uh, you know, in the meantime, I really enjoy being able to, to do it in my spare time. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, so, uh, you know, with with that, um, I'm also, because I've met all of these amazing artists, I'm also making music myself. Um, I decided it was a long decision on what I was going to go down as, like, and by that I mean, like, what I was going to put my name down as uh, for the music, because <laughs> I was like, do I go by Kara? Do I go by Kara Matthews? Do I go by Kara Jean? Do I go by Kara Jean Matthews? Do I go by KJ? Like, there are just all these decisions of who I wanted to be. And honestly, um, I've always just really liked Kara Jean. Like, it just kind of flows, and it's been what I've been called for a long time in my life. And um, I just really have gone by that for a really long time now. I do not know why I'm yawning. Um, I got plenty of sleep, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but pretty much that's really where um, I decided that that's who I was going to be for the music world. And so I hit up some of my friends, Megs McLean and uh, Xander Corbett, and uh, was like, hey, I want to do this project, and I have music I want to write, and I want you guys to be a part of it. And so uh, the first song we put out was Second Place. 
which came out so beautiful and it was just so awesome and such an awesome project for all three of us. And, and honestly it was a different way for Megs McLean or Megs, we call her Megs, uh, to, to sing. Like she, uh, is mostly a country singer. So it was a, it was a different view that her fans got to see of her. Um, and, you know, Xander produced the whole record or produced the whole song and um, was back vocals and did all the guitar and everything. And so it was just so cool to see them just shine in that in that song and um, just be the amazing artists that they are. Um, so um, we are producing or the three of us are doing. Uh, Xander's going to produce and Megs is going to sing two other songs, um, hopefully coming out by the end of this year. And then um, I'm actually in the works with uh, some of the musicians from the uh, martial law band, as well as Joie, and we're going to be working on a song. Um, I'm going to be working on a song with Luke and Kaylee, um, who are a country duo, duo that are originally from here. Well, Luke is from here, um, but... Uh, I believe Kaylee is from California originally, um, but they live in Nashville now. Um, so they're good friends of mine. Um, so I'm excited to work on a song with them. And um, and then I'm working on an, uh, another song with Audrey Bell. She's a country singer here. And uh, Katie Wade, who's a country singer. So um, yeah, <laughs> I just noticed that they're all country singers. <laughs> uh but you know they're all my good friends, and I do have mostly. I guess I guess I mostly have country singers as friends, but not all of them. Uh, but um, I'm really excited to be able to get my music out and to finally, uh, you know, have courage to have a voice in it all, and um, you know, say the things that I want to say, like everybody else, and. Um, so it's really cool to have so many good friends that encourage that and care and want to help me and uh, want to be a part of it. And, you know, on that note, too, having all these people um, really surround me in uh, in this project of local music scene and um, even this podcast and encouraging everything I'm doing. And I do have future plans for local music scene. And so I've, I've shared that with a few people. And so we're working on that as well. And um you know, it's just been such a cool thing when you really do something that you love and is a part of your soul and your heart. And when you're following uh, your passions in life, you know, it just seems that the universe just ends up, you know, honoring that and helping you. And it doesn't mean that there isn't any obstacles along the way. Like I've had um, a lot of obstacles I had for a little while. People in January were telling me that I wasn't, you know, I shouldn't be doing it. And some artists in the Seattle area were telling me I shouldn't be doing it. And um, because for a little while I was charging um, because of all the money that goes into um, doing this project because it is not free. Um, I have to pay for a website, you know, um, giving back to, trying to give back to the studio, um, you know, merch, all these other things, um, that go with, um, paying for it, you know, all the platforms, 
that I need to use for it on those costs, you know, using uh, things for editing software, those all costs, like, so there's, there's costs involved in just doing it in free time, you know, and uh, not having anything come back um, can be difficult, but I started, um, you know, charging bands in the beginning when I was doing it out of the studio because we were using 4K equipment and, um, you know, there was time, like, invested, like, a lot of time invested and in editing and stuff like that. And so um, we ended up deciding to charge. And we're giving packages through the studio to local artists that would help them be able to record and do whatever they needed to do, like EPKs and photo shoots and stuff. And so um, I thought it was just amazing. It was an awesome opportunity for anybody. And uh, I got backlash and a lot of people um, decided that it wasn't fair and um, that I shouldn't. And so um, I had probably about 10 bands in the area that just told me that I was pretty much being um, like banned in the, local, in the local music area, local music scene here in Seattle. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. I... It took a lot out of me. I was doing something out of my heart and soul and just needed a little bit of help back from the people I was helping and to make it happen. And um, and it just backfired. So um, I took a little bit of time off to really think about what I wanted to do and if I wanted to continue it and if I cared enough to continue. Um, and, you know, I did talk to a few of my friends and... Um, musician friends and um ultimately decided that this is what I love doing and it's what I care about it's what I want to do with the rest of my life it's what is important to me and so I continued uh, and even when COVID hit I started doing COVID um or I started doing COVID I started doing interviews um March 19th uh, on Instagram and I was doing um six days a week, uh, Monday through Friday. I did one artist, and then Saturdays I would do three or four artists. Um, and so, um, you know, I wasn't going to shows anymore, so I had some time. Um, and I was just going to jo- to my job, so uh, I started doing that, and I did that all the way up until January thirty first, um, six days a week. It was a lot of work, uh, which is why I brought on the intern because I wanted another day off. And to be able to breathe and, um, you know, all of that stuff. And then uh, August, I just decided that it was too much. I started really getting drained and, and burnt out with it. And so I just, and I wanted to start this podcast and I wanted time for that too. So I also needed some time for myself because self-care is really important. And I wasn't doing that. Um, I had had two really big losses in my family, um, my brother and my grandmother in, uh, March and February. And so I needed, um, I needed some of that time that I had, uh, taken away to kind of start healing my own self, um, from that too. And so I dove into doing the interviews, I think as a way to, you know, they kind of saved me in the, in a way I was able to focus on something else and kind of heal that um and function um 
when you lose people that are important to you like that, it's hard. It's just the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. And all I wanted was to go see shows and I couldn't, um, it was just really difficult. Um, so I think, you know, doing the interviews was my way of being able to, to go to shows to, to heal myself. And, um, so thank you everybody for that ultimately, because you all saved me. Um, but, and helped me get through it all and helped me get through the hardest, worst time of my life. Um, so I owe you all a thank you for that. But also, um, you know, now I just kind of wanted some time back for myself. Um, so I only do it three days a week now. And it's crazy because I could do it way more um, if I didn't have a full-time job. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Um, because there's so many artists. I mean, I don't even have to look for anybody anymore. We are, as of now, as of yesterday, we are booked all the way until November. Um, I've started booking for November and we aren't even into September yet. So, um, you know, it's just so cool to be able to have that as a, um, as something I could say, you know, um, I still do research people, um, and I'm trying to be more vast and, uh, the genres and, and have many different people on and I want to be able to be all inclusive. So I've, I've, I'm still doing research on bands, but not as much as I used to. Um, I'm lucky enough to have like a group of like 30 people that if I need them on any given day or need a fill in for a night or something that they'll be able to fill in. And it's just so cool to be able to call on all of those people and have them be willing to do it. Um, and be willing to be a part of it. And, you know, I've, I'm so happy with all of us and, and how it's gone and like how we all became, you know, just one big giant family. <laughs> um, cause that's kind of what the vision was for it. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, and that's kind of what I decided to do in, uh, deciding to start this podcast is I wanted to do something a little different in that I wanted to cover the individual doing the music instead of the music itself. Um, you know, the individual, the person, you know, what surrounds that person, what what makes the music. Um, so we started out uh, episode one with Casey again because I'm actually coming up on my one-year anniversary um, for LMS being out and um, on September 1st. And so we're going to have a celebration of music and people singing and stuff. And so um, some of the regulars that have joined um in in the last year um and i call them the regulars because they come on almost all the time and shout out to like nick isham and ac jones who have like come on every single month since march um there's so many other people that have michael warren and um king dow and all these other people that have just you know e brown uh Audrey Bell, um, all these other people. I mean, I'm spacing all y'all, but, you know, just a whole list of people that have just consistently been on since March and uh, never fail to want to come on. And so I just appreciate you all and um, thank you for that. Um, but 
<laughs> also, um, it's cool to see new bands and be able to have new people come on too and get to know new people. So I enjoy that as well. Um, um, so I enjoy both sides of it, I guess. Um, getting to bring on people that I love and adore and also, um, and would continue to share any day of the week. And um, also bringing on new bands and, and, and introducing new people to the audience as well. But, you know, having an audience like this and being public, it's been a shift in life because you, you have to be on your P's and Q's and there's a, you know, you have a brand and you have a um, responsibility um, to it. And um, sometimes I feel like that's a hard responsibility. <laughs> um, it can be difficult, but at the same token... Um, I don't think I would have it any other way either. So I enjoy being able to, to be a platform that people can go to and that they want to be on. And, um, I've been able to network with so many other people that are interviewing as well. And I've, I've even like, um, I mentioned this in the first episode too, but I've, I've inspired some people to start things and do their own thing too. And, um, so it's, really cool to be a part of this whole community of music and in the local scene all over the country and being able to, you know, be what I sought out to be, which was a safe place for musicians to be and to always be able to count on it. And I support everybody as much as I can with new releases and, you know, all of their stuff that they're doing or if they're performing or, you know, anything like that. So I try really hard to keep up with all of that. Um, there's over 700 people that are following us and I know a lot of people. So for me, it's really difficult. If I had a team that could just keep up on that portion alone, um, that would be amazing. (laughs) But eventually I want to have a whole team. I want to make it a, a business and have a whole team behind it. And, um, I just haven't gotten that far yet. Um, once we figure out how to make money from it, I think that's where we'll be able to have a team of people. Um, but until then, it's just for fun and just have to keep up somehow. Um, but with this podcast, I wanted uh, to go back to that. I wanted to be able to have, you know, each person come on uh, that was able to share their experiences um, in a certain um, topic. So like Casey sh- shared about like, health and how important that is um and then um you know we have katie wade coming out about mental health and you know uh, dealing with that with uh you know different disorders and things and um so there's a lot of people that are going to come on and share their their heart and their soul and i i really appreciate it and i'm excited for everybody to hear it and um i hope that you all enjoy this podcast i hope that it it brings some kind of um, joy in some way and that they're able to um, give you a new perspective. I hope you follow the local music scene on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook and, uh, you know, are able to get to know new artists and hear new music. And um, I hope that you support all of these artists because they work their hearts and souls into what they do. And, um, all of them are so passionate and love what they do. And, um, you know, especially right now during COVID with nobody being able to perform. Well, some people are, but, um, here in Washington, none of them are. Um, and so, you know, just 
give a shout out or share their music or, you know, stream their music or listen to it. Um, you know, everything helps, uh, you know, buy their merch, buy their, buy their music on iTunes or their, uh, you know, anything like that. So I hope that, you know, local music scene becomes a network for all of you as well. And you're able to, um, get some joy out of it and, and hear some great music. Um, and I've enjoyed being able to share it all with you all. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of the LMS family, um, our local music scene family. And, uh, next week we will have somebody new, uh, on the podcast, Katie Wade. Katie Wade's going to come on and talk about her, uh, her triumphs and, uh, stuff. So, I'm really excited. We'll probably end up talking about music too. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited. But uh, thank you all for supporting me in both adventures in this podcast and in uh, the local music scene and show. And uh, I hope you all have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs>